0: What's up? It's Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmitz. Thank you for taking the time to turn on the podcast. Got a big show planned out for you today. Obviously, we're talking college football playoff rankings, talking TCU. I'm going to give you some predictions for college football week 11. We're going to talk NFL a little bit. We might talk NBA. We'll see. It just kind of depends on how much time we have left. And I I know I want to talk some college basketball with y'all as well. So it's going to be a great show. Can't wait to get into it. Here we go. So the college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday night. And if you listen to the podcast from Tuesday, then you'll know that I simply don't agree. So if you missed it on Tuesday, here is my personal top 12 teams in the country. Georgia at 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Tennessee at 4, TCU at 5, Oregon at 6, USC at 7, LSU at 8, Alabama at 9, Ole Miss at 10, UCLA at 11, and Clemson at 12. Looking at the college football playoff rankings, they also had Georgia at 1. They flipped to Ohio State and Michigan, which I'm fine with. That's not a big deal. You know, obviously, they're going to play at the end of the year, and that'll work itself out. They put TCU at 4, Tennessee at 5, Oregon at 6, LSU at 7, USC at 8, Alabama at 9, Clemson at 10, Ole Miss at 11, and UCLA at 12. So, small differences here and there. Obviously, the big difference, though, is who they have it for and who I have it for. They obviously put TCU at 4. I obviously put Tennessee at four. And I just, I, I understand that when you look at resumes and like TCU is undefeated, and you can use that stupid word deserved all you want, okay? But just because you deserve something doesn't mean that you always get it, okay? That just isn't how it works. If you apply for a job, it is not somebody's job to hire you if you deserve it more than somebody else. You may deserve it more, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're better at the job. Okay, just because you've been doing something for twice as long as somebody else doesn't make you better. That just means that you have more experience and you can say that you deserve something, all that you want, but just because you deserve something doesn't necessarily mean that you're better at it. And let's be honest, Tennessee is better than TCU. Tennessee wouldn't be a seven point underdog to Texas. They would be favored by a touchdown at least. I mean, that tells us all we need to know about TCU. And them not being worthy of being in the playoff or being in the top four, okay. And like, let's just let's compare these resumes because people just love TCU's resume. They love to throw it at you, oh, undefeated, haven't lost a game. Okay, well, let's let's take a look at these wins. So Tennessee's best win is obviously the win over Alabama at home. Uh, TCU's best win. I'm not. I'm not too too sure. Is it Kansas, who really isn't that good? Or, well, I wouldn't say that who's above average, they're not great. Is it Kansas State, who's kind of in the same class? Is it Oklahoma State, who's lost like 3 games in a row now, who they beat in overtime? I just I I'm really struggling here to find the really dominant TCU win. They also only have 3 wins against teams by more than 3 possessions. They haven't really dominated anybody. All right, and two of those wins are against Tarleton. Which you don't even know where that's at, and Colorado, who's you know one in seven right now, I believe. So like, there's there's no statement win or anything like that. And let's let's look at the losses. So Tennessee obviously lost at Georgia. Okay, look, it's hard to win on the road, and I know what you're saying. TCU hasn't lost, and you're right; they've barely beaten above-average teams. Meanwhile, Tennessee has beaten Alabama. They beat Pitt on the road. They beat Florida. They crushed LSU, the currently the 7th ranked team in the country. They beat LSU 43 to 10. And they crushed Kentucky. And I just I I can't believe that the committee ranked TCU above above Tennessee. They aren't even they, they aren't even playing the same game. TCU is he, is heads and shoulders worse than Tennessee. Tennessee would run TCU out of the building. It wouldn't be close. TCU would lose by three touchdowns if they played played Tennessee on Saturday. This Tennessee team is way better, way better than TCU. The next question that I want to look at, the next thing that the committee kind of teased us on in their rankings, is LSU at seven, which now raises the question of can LSU get in with two losses? I think that they can, but I don't think that they will. You know, they, they'd obviously have to win out. Obviously, if they were to lose another game, they, they wouldn't get in. So they'd have to, you know, they'd have to beat Georgia, which is obviously on that. That's really their last big game. They play Arkansas this week. Uh, they play Texas A&M the last week of the year. And I'm not too, too sure who that who that filler game is. Um, but look, let's be honest. They're not going to beat Georgia. And even if it did, I think that they would put Tennessee in before they put in LSU. Because Tennessee beat them, you know, 40 to 13. So... Simple as that. I know some people were talking about that on Twitter, so I just wanted to quickly dismiss the idea of LSU making the playoff. I don't think it's going to happen. Also, they put Oregon at 6, which is where, where they should be. And I think that Oregon should get in if they win the Pac-12. And look, I know Georgia beat them 49-3 in Week 1, absolutely crushed them. But after that, they've looked they've looked great. Okay, They scored 40-plus points in every single game since then. Six of their wins are by 3-plus possessions. Once again, TC only has three of those. Uh, they beat UCLA pretty handily, you know, forty-five to thirty. And look, to win out, they'll pick up a couple more key wins. You know, they'll have to beat Washington. That's that's who they play Saturday. They have play Utah. That's a really good football team. Uh, and then they'll probably have to either beat UCLA again or USC. Those once again are two really good formidable teams, both ranked within the top twelve. You know, UCLA sitting at twelve, USC sitting at eight. And I think at that point they'll have proven that they are indeed a top four team. Also, side note: if Oregon played TCU today, I think Oregon would beat them. But that's beside the point. So, with that being said, I, I want to get into, you know, just this weekend, everything coming up, and just some very very quick predictions. Uh, I think TCU loses to Texas this week. They're seven point underdogs in that one. I think Texas covers. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Texas beat if Texas beat TCU by like three touchdowns. Wouldn't surprise me in the in the slightest. I think TCU. I just I think they're frauds. Okay, I'm sorry. You can't barely beat Texas Tech and then expect me to think that you're one of the four best teams in the country. Okay, it, you, just, you can't do that. I, I refuse to believe that. I also think LSU loses to Arkansas. Um, Arkansas is thre- three point dogs in that one. LSU favored by three points. It's in Fayetteville. It's a really tough place to go and win. It's LSU. Arkansas always plays LSU tough. It's going to be a really good game. Very excited to see it. Uh, I'm ex- I'm expecting for you know K- KJ Jefferson to have a, to have a big day. Um, that's the the quarterback for Arkansas, but it'll be good. I I like I like Arkansas to, to upset LSU. I think Alabama absolutely rolls on Miss. They're twelve point favorites. Wouldn't surprise me if, if they beat them by by three touchdowns. Oregon rolls Washington. They're thirteen and a half point favorites. And Michigan and Ohio State continue to roll bad teams. And look, I I want to talk about them here. Here for a second. Because they haven't really played anybody. I just like I get that they both played Penn State. Sure, Penn State's, you know, a good team. You know, probably deserve to be ranked somewhere in the twenties. But after that, like they haven't really played anybody. Like let's just be honest. And so I, I like putting them at two and three because it's very obvious that they're good, especially Michigan. Michigan's just rolled everybody that they've played. Um, but we really won't know how good those two teams are until they play each other. And it'll be interesting. I, you know, obviously whoever wins that game is, is going to win the Big Ten, and whoever you know wins that game is more than likely going to make the playoff. Um, so I'm, that game is circled. You know, it's so nice having some of these big time rivalries actually mean something again. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State included. So we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna get into NFL Week Eleven or Week Ten. Week Ten, excuse me. So yeah, we're gonna get into that. So we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be right back with more shooting the Schmidt. Thursday night football is tonight. Panthers and Falcons. Let's be honest, unless you are a Panthers or Falcons fan, you don't really care about that game. So we're not going to talk about it. I'm I'm not going to waste your time. So these are my NFL week 10 predictions, just some different games, teams that I have winning some teams that I think are about to get hot. And then at the end, we'll close it with the big swing. So Dolphins stay hot. I think the Dolphins pick up their fourth straight win this week. They're, you know, Traveling to Miami and winning is tough, especially when you're coming from Cleveland. They're, they're playing the Browns this week, if, if I didn't already mention that. Uh, Cl- Cleveland doesn't have a great pass defense, so I don't really know how they're going to slow down Miami's offense, especially with Tua and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and just the speed. Miami's slowly kind of figured out how to run the football as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this Browns defense goes about trying to slow down Miami. I think in order for it to happen, Miles Garrett has to have a big day, which he's more than capable of doing. So it'll be very interesting to see kind of what this game looks like. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a really good one. Um, but the reason why I think Miami wins this game, their run defense has been pretty solid this year. I know if you go online and you look at their stats, like, Jonathan, they're giving up 4.5 yards a carry. It wasn't that high before they played the Bears last week. And they're only giving up three and a half yards per carry to running backs. I do believe that that will continue. This front seven for Miami has been surprisingly solid this year. I like Miami to win twenty-seven to twenty-one. My next big take here: uh, I think the Bucks are going to start heating up. I think the Bucks will grab you know back-to-back wins this week after they beat the Seahawks. I think that the game-winning drive last week is really going to launch the Bucks. Yeah, you know, I-, I think it's pretty similar to. Like Steph Curry kind of being in like a rut. You know, he's missing a lot of open shots. And then he sees one go down. And all of a sudden, he just, he goes for 40, right? I think it's going to have the same kind of effect here. I think that this little spark of momentum is exactly what Tampa Bay needed. They're slowly getting healthier as well. And look, this is a really good Bucks team. Um, See, so yeah, I I like them to win this week. I think they're playing in Germany. They're, they're playing overseas because the game's at 9.30 in the morning. Um, that and look. The Seahawks team, they're good, but they're definitely overachieving. This is one of the better stories in the NFL. Um, I like the Bucks, twenty-four to twenty-one Sunday morning. And here's here's another big one. This is honestly the biggest take that I have. Probably should have led with this, but it's fine. The Bills are going to lose again this week. Okay, the Bills have gone from a team in you know the first four or five weeks that looked like could never lose, like the Bills looked like they weren't ever going to lose ever again. And I think that they're going to lose their second game in a row this week. To the Vikings, this is a Vikings team that can score points at a high level, just like Buffalo. Okay, this isn't going to be a game where the Bills go up 14 to 0, and the Vikings abandon the run, and all of a sudden Von Miller is able to pin his ears back and go get Kirk Cousins. That's not going to happen. I'm telling you right now, that will not happen. This Vikings offense can go blow for blow. With this Buffalo Bills offense, okay? On top of that, Minnesota's defense has been really good this year. Like, it's been very solid. Z'Darrius Smith has had a really good year. He's my He has my vote for comeback player of the year. This guy literally went from, I may never play football again, to having an absolutely monster year playing linebacker for the Vikings. But here's the big thing. Josh Allen's hurt. His UCL is partially torn. And when you hear that, you may or may not know what that means. That's an elbow injury it's very common in baseball pitchers usually requires Tommy John surgery that's like long eight to 12 month rehab process not good in short it is not good um as, as of right now like he's still day to day there's a chance that he may not even play on Sunday and that's obviously a big deal and look Josh Allen is the heart and soul of this offense okay if the bills do not figure out how to run the football. They'll be in trouble, not just this week, but for the rest of the year, or for the rest of the time that Josh Allen's hurt, which will probably be for the rest of the year. UCLs don't just heal overnight. Ask Ask my buddy T Lang. Okay, he can he can tell you all about it. It's a long, vigorous process to come back from that. Um. So yeah, but as of right now, like Josh Allen's going to try to play through it. He looks like he was in a pretty decent amount of pain though after he threw that that hail mary uh, against the Jets last week. Two more here real quick. Two more games that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, the 49ers complete the sweep of Los Angeles on Sunday. San Francisco's already beaten the Rams twice, and they're going to finish up that L.A. sweep. After handling the Chargers, I think, pretty easily, this, 49, this 49ers this defense is going to absolutely eat up this Chargers offense, especially up front. Nick Bosa has a big day, I, I believe, and the 49ers are going to win that game 24-14. to 14. Here's my last one. I don't know if I... Fully believe this, but I believe it enough to say it on here. The Eagles are going to lose to the Washington Commanders on Monday Night Football. Part of this is just a gut feeling. Washington's offense looks better with Heineke back there versus when it does with Carson Wentz. You know, their defense You know has played really well last week. It's played well these past couple of weeks. I'd really like to think that Ron Rivera is going to have this team ready to go because Ron Rivera, he is a defensive guy. I do think that this defense is going to be locked and ready to go when they travel up to Philly on Monday night, I also feel like the Eagles are just due to, due to not play well. Like, they've played extremely well every single week. Every time I watch them play, I'm like, are they just going gonna like, gonna to look average at some point? You know, like, the Chiefs will have these lulls where, like, they'll look kind of average, and the Bills will have these, you know, points where, like, they look kind of average, kind of like last week when they played the Jets. And the Eagles just, they haven't really had that yet. Maybe it's because their schedule hasn't been super tough. Maybe it's because they're just really, really good. Maybe they're you know, maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. Um, but all in all, uh, I, I do think that this is the week where the Eagles are due to play bad. Um, so, like at so, like, at some point, it's like it's a 17-week season. At some point, like, something has to go wrong. Like, at some point, a fumble doesn't bounce your way. Somebody, you know, calls an onside kick, and you're really caught off guard, and all of a sudden you're, you have one less possession or whatever it is. Something bad is bound to happen to the Eagles here at some point, I think that happens this week. I like the Commanders to win twenty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to give you some college basketball season predictions. You know, the season kicked off Monday nights. You know, Butler played. I know Purdue played Tuesday night. Arkansas played Monday night. You know, a, a lot of these teams have have officially started their season. So I'm just going to give you just some conference winners, some teams that I, that I think are going to be pretty good this year and have a chance to potentially take home. A national championship so we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back with more shooting the schmidt so i forgot to mention one last thing in that nfl segment so i'm gonna hit on that here really quickly before i get into my college basketball season predictions in terms of who's going to win conferences so yesterday if you follow me on twitter you first of all you should at j schmidt underscore four we have a great time over there anyway uh choppy rj choppy he hosts a morning show in dallas for 105 through the fan does great work great great radio show great radio station just in general he tweeted out you know his you know his partner sean's and some other guys like nfl power rankings and they all three of them had the cowboys in their top five which i just think is ridiculous and so i tweeted him i was like hey man like there's no way that the cowboys are a top five team in the nfl that's absurd and so, you know, of course, you know, I get responses, you know, I've got some different people calling me out, like saying, you know, whatever. And first of all, if your response is, well, other people also have been in the top five, therefore they are like, are they like, are those, are these people always right? Like is NFL.com is ESPN.com is bleacher report. Like, are those websites always correct? No, they're not. They're more than capable of being wrong. Just like I am. Maybe the Cowboys are a top five team in the NFL. I just don't see it and you know Ch- choppy responded to me and he's like look they they're they're ranked second in DVOA which is like a big time advanced s- statistic that filters in everything i'm not going to break it down for you but like it's it's a very valid stat it's a good stat but here's the thing football's about dudes not not data it's it's about dudes not data and at the end of the day i know i talked about this a little bit on tuesday the cowboys just don't have the dudes okay like dak Prescott... Is like he's a very average quarterback in the NFL and they don't have the weapons on the outside to elevate him to a point where he can take him where he can take them to a Super Bowl. This defense is awesome. Love this defense. Defense is incredible. Probably the best in the league. But defense doesn't win championships anymore. Offenses do. Okay, when we look at the past several teams that have won the Super Bowl, it has been behind great offenses and average defenses. Simple as that. No other way around it. So that's the last I'm going to say on the Cowboys. Now, college basketball. Very excited to talk about this. If you know me, you know that I love college hoops. So I'm very very quickly just going to give you who I believe is going to win each conference. And then I will give you a final four. And, yeah, it'll be great. So winning the ACC, I have North Carolina. I really think that the only option here, the return of four starters from a team that, you know, was the national runner-ups last year. that lost to a really good Kansas team. And one of those starters includes Armando Baycott, one of the best players in the country. Obviously, Oscar Shibwe and Drew Timmy are getting all the love to be national players of the year. If neither one of them win it, it's going to be Baycott. This guy's an absolute monster. They're set up to be really good. They recruited well, once again, because they're North Carolina, and they always recruit well. This North Carolina team is going to be really good. Good luck when you face them in the ACC. That's, That's a really tough team right there. The Big 12. I'm going to take Texas, and a lot of people are taking Kansas, um, but I'm going to take Texas. It's year two under Chris Beard. Defense travels, and that's ultimately why I'm going to take them because, look, really good teams, and really all college sports, college basketball though especially, really good teams, they don't lose at home. And so the question is, what trait do you have that you can take on the road? And One of those traits is defense. Defense travels. And you know it's going to travel with Chris Beard as your head coach. So I trust them to go win games on the road in Big 12 play. Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen are back. They've added a couple transfers that can really play. They have two five-stars coming in. It team's got a good mix of veterans and really young talent. I feel like that's really the recipe to go out and make big, deep runs, not only in March, but also when you're, when you're conference, right? Because you can depend on these older veterans – at the start of the year, and then once these young, younger, talented guys kind of catch up in terms of speed of the game and they mesh in with everybody, then you can start dumping the ball off to your guys who are just a little bit more talented. So I like Texas to win the Big 12. The Big 10, I didn't really know who to take here. I ended up taking Indiana just because I know what they have. They're bringing back a lot, including Trace Jackson Davis, Xavier Johnson, and Ray Thompson. Those are three. Those are three really good players, guys who played well last year. Obviously, Trace Jackson Davis is obviously the headliner of those three. But the real difference that I think is going to happen this year will be made at guard. Um, Five-star Jalen Hood, I really hope I don't mess this up, Jalen hood Shafino. if he lives up to the hype, he's the number 11th ranked player in the country, good playmaking point guard, has a lot of potential. If he lives up to the hype, is going to be dangerously good, they're going to they've they've got some real potential to really t- to make some noise, not only in the Big Ten, but m- potentially make a deep run in, into March. Pac-12. I'm going to take UCLA. I know a lot of people like Arizona as well, but I'm, I'm going to take UCLA. They're bringing back Tiger Campbell and J- Jamie Jack West Jr. They also signed three top 50 freshmen. You know, once again, this is another good mix of veterans and young talents, especially with Tiger like like. Tiger Campbell and Jamie Jack was, junior. like these are guys who have been to a final four. Like this is legit experience that they have in their backcourt. Two guys who can go get a bucket whenever you need them to. And obviously bringing in these, these top these three top 50 freshmen. Those are three more guys who, you know, are going to be talented enough to play at at a high level. The question is, how long is it going to take them to catch up to the speed of the game and to mesh and to create that chemistry? Finally, in the SEC, you can call me a homer, but Arkansas is going to win the SEC this year. Um, The SEC is deep, like top two conference good, like there's a lot of really good teams in the SEC, but just think Arkansas is overwhelming, overwhelmingly talented, and you can make a case that Eric Musselman is the best coach in the conference. Uh, They have three, three, five-star recruits that have come in, including, you know, potentially the first American born player who's going to go off the board in this next year's NBA draft in Nick Smith jr. Um, like I said, three five-star recruits, multiple impact transfers. The question is going to be how quickly are they going to mesh? They only bring back one player from last year that got significant playing time, and that's Devo. You know, Outside of that, though, man, they are absolutely loaded when it comes to talent. Uh, I do think that they'll mesh. The question is just going to be at what point in the year. And once they mesh, man, they're going to be dangerous. Eric Musselman, w- one of the best coaches in the country, can recruit. X's and O's wise, he is second to none okay that guy can absolutely coach so that's gonna do it here at shooting the schmidt thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to to turn on the pod and and to give it a listen make sure you know you follow and do all that kind of stuff um so yeah i'll be back again on tuesday we're gonna do a big deep dive into the nba on tuesday i need to catch up just go back watch some games kind of figure out what i really truly think about all 30 of these teams so that's gonna do it here at shooting the schmidt i will talk to you again on tuesday